Hello, I'm uh, Craig Elford from Titan Lithium. Uh, it is CDSG on the OTC markets. I'm a geologist. I'm also the CEO of the company. Um, my experience uh, has been over the last 40 years worldwide. I've worked in 34 countries. I've been involved in a lot of commodities, copper, gold, uh, you name it. But uh, in the last eight years, I've been focused on lithium. Brilliant. Well, Craig, thanks for coming aboard. New story to us. So uh, excited. We always love new stories. Um, so lithium, obviously very topical at the moment, but, you know, well, bar barring the kind of uh, price reset um, across the board, but equities seems to be having a good, a good time of it. Um, Tell me a little bit about what you guys have set out to do. What are you trying to be? All right. Well, I mean, we, we're setting out to be uh, an explorer for lithium and hopefully uh, have found potentially the world's largest deposit. Um, we originally started off in Nevada, looking at the Playa Basins there, uh, like a lot of other companies have focused on. Um, we're part, uh, we have a part of the American Lithium TLC project. Uh, being within their claim boundary. But, um, you know, sort of lurking globally, we focused on an area where I believed that the the volcanism, the, the setting was very conducive for lithium uh, deposition. Where are we? Okay, well, we're in Tanzania. Um, a lot of people know the country for Mount Kilimanjaro, uh, the beautiful wildlife, obviously. Uh, but it's also a mineral-rich country. Uh, it's pretty much known for gold. Uh, Anglo Ashanti, Barrick are there. Um, however, there are some uh, pegmatite lithium explorers like Liontown there, but uh, we're looking at the clay hosted deposits, which no one has paid attention to. So, but, but talk, talk to me about, um, okay, but let's start, first of all, let's kind of um, talk about Tanzania because I think people need to understand a little bit about the kind of jurisdictional risk component. I, I've, I've worked there in, in, in banking a long time ago. Really nice, fr friendly uh, jurisdiction, and the government very uh, amenable to foreign and direct investment. But um, so, how how did you end up with this asset? Tell me a little bit more about that. Why why Tanzania? Well, I mean, number one, I, I have a friend there. He's a professional engineer. He's uh, worked in Tanzania for the last 14, 15 years, and he is addicted to prospecting. So there's never a weekend where he's not out cracking some rock and, and then usually showing me what he's found. And one day he came upon um, a very interesting high-grade lithium sample. And having worked together for a short time in the Nevada basins, he said, hey, what's this giant basin? Let me sample it. I mean, he just literally went out and he drove along for about 14 kilometers and sampled along his way, sent me the results. And I got on a plane and uh, came to see this prospect, and we've expanded it substantially since then. So it's it's a okay. novel discovery. In what Sorry. sense? Well, in what sense it, is it novel? If if you've tried to uh, research lithium in Africa, every single company, every single uh, scientific paper is typically focused on the lithium within pegmatite, whereas you know it. In a way, these lithium sedimentary deposits, the, the clay-hosted ones, are fairly new. Um, the models that are in the Sonora deposit in Mexico and the Thacker Pass perhaps are, are setting the standards, but there are others along the spectrum, and we feel like we've, we've also discovered a very significant one. Right, and but you're talking about clays here. Like, I mean, 
you know, people are kind of, I guess, used to the Brian stories, the hard rock stories in South America and, uh, you know, with, with the hard rock of, of Australia. But in terms of the, the clays, we've got Thacker Pass as an example. So it's a very technical metal. Um, what's kind of giving you the confidence that, that, you know, this is indeed what you should be going for, other than obviously the sheer scale of it. Technically, how does this thing get cracked? Basically, lithium uh comes on to the earth in, in just limited ways in an economic fashion. Typically, we've looked at brines in South America. We've looked at lithium with pegmatites. But um, this new model is, is such that they are collecting within, again, restricted basins similar to brines, but within the sedimentary, volcanic sedimentary package within those uh, restricted basins. Okay. And it's it's a layer cake. So it's it's a... In, in terms of the, the morphology of deposits, they're very tabular. They're very conducive to, to an open pit model without much uh, waste compared to, say, a, a pegmatite where you end up having a seven to one uh, waste uh, or ratio. So um, they're, I think they're really viable uh, sort of new types of deposits that are being found worldwide. Right. So, so, so coming back to kind of the what you set out today, I'm, I'm intrigued about the the, the model here because, you know, juniors, you know, the, the, the deal is you raise money, you do some stuff, you raise money, you do some stuff, and you know, all, all the time kind of um, trying to improve the, the, the value of the company and increase the, the, the share price, et cetera. But it can be a value destroyer too. So your explorers... So where do you t where do you take this through to what 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 do you need to present to market or to a strategic investor to kind of you know increase the value of this company? Yeah, sure. To be quite frank, I mean the junior explorers are typically the ones who take the risk, go out in the middle of nowhere and and drill and explore, and then the seniors come along and buy you. <laughs> so it's it's likely a a termination eventually of our business model to be bought. Um, I think uh, even in the last five months, you can see the medium-sized fish are gobbling up the small fish. The big fish are gobbling up the medium-sized fish. Uh, the automotive sector is now getting involved directly with deposits. Ford is directly getting involved in deposits in Quebec, Canada. Uh, GM sunk a lot of money, $650 million, into the Thacker Pass deposit. So... As we develop and as we expand and get the message out, we should be able to see, you know, somebody lining up at our door, possibly waiting to invest. And then the big companies like Albemarle and SQM, you know, they've been a little hurt by the nationalization in Chile. So they might be looking for new jurisdictions to, uh, to invest in uh, that are more mining friendly and, and willing to uh, to do deals. Yeah. Recently, Tesla did a deal in, in Tanzania for anode material, which is, uh, you know, graphite and stuff like this. So so the country is opening up. Uh, the VP of the U.S. did visit Tanzania. I think it was March. I, I may be forgetting my dates. But uh, she actually spoke about critical battery metals uh, during her time there. So uh, I think this is really timely time for us to be getting the message out that we have potentially a world-class lithium deposit here. Well, yeah, you make an interesting point with regards to um, Chile nationalization. I mean, I, I think it's in terms of lithium, I guess it's slightly old news, but in terms of those companies' desire to kind of um, de-risk de their jurisdictional exposure, um, for, for sure they are they aren't having conversations at the moment. And also with, the, with regards to how investable is Africa, it has normally sort of, 
been lent into by China, but you see, with, with uh, obviously with Tesla looking um, looking inward to Africa, do you think Africa is, is more is coming more investable, more attractive to uh, North American stories? I do. I mean, first of all, Africa has a bad tendency to get painted with one brush. Um, there are many different countries in Africa. Uh, the three leading sort of mining companies uh, are countries, I should say, are South Africa, Ghana, and Tanzania. Zimbabwe has uh, come a long way with the, within the lithium sector. Tanzania is an English-speaking country. It's got a new leader who seems to be very interested in getting the country back up on its feet. Uh, after COVID, it was, it was hurt a lot. The tour, tourism industry uh, was hurt a lot. Um, and the, the mining sector has always been a, a strong backbone of its economy. Uh, as I mentioned, you know, big mining companies like Anglo Shanti are there, Barrick is there. So it's always had its head screwed on straight with mining. It actually adopted a Canadian mining code rather than try to invent one like a lot of other uh, developing nations do. Right. And, and if, I, if I come back to the kind of question around, you know, what, what you're trying to do, yes, get taken out by, you know, one of the b bigger players, bigger balance sheet, you know, it's a big project. Um, you know, your press releases have been good at kind of, you know, communicating, you know, grades, etc. So the technical issue becomes the problem of whoever comes in, in whatever form they come into an asset like this. But for you, between now and then, what else do you think you need to kind of, again, lay out in terms of the information available to them to make these discussions, not just in the data room, but in terms of what the, what, what the market sees, the market-facing component. How much more time and uh, money do you need to spend doing that? We're, we're currently, um, I mean, we, we, we have sort of two-sided how we're doing things. We're cleaning up our American company, uh, which we've had to do to become completely SEC compliant and SEC reporting. Uh, we're also looking over to potential new markets like Australian. The Australian exchange has been very red hot with regards to junior lithium explorers. Um, and of course, we've, we've constantly been pressing the project forward. I don't really think the message is out yet that we have something of the scale never really seen before and of grades that are, you know, almost to the point of uh, being a pegmatite grade. Uh, currently, if you take a look on our website, we have a, a you know a comparison against Manhattan for the Titan One project, and it's it just let people know that within just the high grade area, the red section, you could fit eleven um, Thacker Pass pits inside that. I mean, that's how big this thing is, uh, and the Thacker Pass pit is a forty-year uh, mine life pit, so this thing is is absolutely enormous. So if if it continues of this size and grade. I think it's very critically important to the entire industry. This is like uh, finding Saudi Arabia. Right. But you've got a job to do before, before you can sort of, with the market, can understand that. Which, which, and I'm trying to understand what, what, what that is with regards to, you know, because there comes a point where junior companies, with some, like some are fortunate, have big projects. It's big enough. You've said the grades are good enough. So how do you make a move through the phases? Do we need to kind of get through the economic study phases or does a large group come in not need that because they're going to do their own evaluations? How, how does it work? I think, yeah, I think for comfort, we, we will go out and be, um, what we try to do is even though we haven't published a compliant uh, report yet, we are 
I, I'm a 43-101 qualified person. So everything I do is following those steps. So the next step, we'll get an independent geologist and we'll be able to produce a 43-101 or JORC compliant report. And I think that's the foundation that a, a larger company would want before they step over and uh, come visit. They, they would need to see right. that. But just, just one economic is that 143-101 compliant report? Or, again, are you trying to work out the economics of this as well? I suppose to just say, here's what we think we've got. We've got drilling planned for this year. Uh, we So we'll have a modest drill program. But I, I mentioned before, these things are kind of layer cakey. So they're, they're very conducive to getting to what's called an inferred stage, which is your initial stage, um, to go into an indicated or measured proven probable. It takes a lot more drilling, takes a lot more tightly spaced drilling. So we'll be able to go in and have um, fairly wide space drilling and build an inferred resource uh, within two, 2023. So that will be the next real big step for the company to go from, okay, we have a two-dimensional uh, body right now. We need that third dimension to, to make this really uh Right, but uh, I guess what I'm trying to get, get at, Craig, is about trying to understand your model because I, you know it doesn't matter what the model is it just needs to be explained and you know you can, you, and for you to be able to point to where it has worked in the past doing it this way if if it's a kind of we, look we're not going to go and raise a whole ton of money and burn through cash doing stuff we don't need to do because we know either through conversations in industry or um, conversations elsewhere that we only need to take it to x point and therefore we don't need to raise and spend a lot of money we we know what the market wants and if it's short on lithium we're a good option and we can start those conversations maybe use someone else's balance sheet someone else's money and we're looking for a jv partner initially or just a, a small strategic investment you know with a view to you know them spending money but so how are you again picturing it i guess it's early days but you must have a, a view of a view on this yeah no no it is early days it's a great question um, we do intend a money raise. We've, we've got one in the pipelines. And what we're trying to do, though, is only raise the capital needed for to take us to the next stage. I'm not really interested in raising $10 million. I don't need to do that. Uh, the drilling is relatively cheap. It costs around $200 a meter. Uh, our, the depth of our holes may be about 150 meters. So they're not quite expensive, those drill holes. We can conduct, uh, you know, a very measured grid spaced, uh, maybe 250 meters apart. So we can cover a lot of ground and bring it to that maiden uh, inferred resource that we're interested in bringing to the market and getting, again, um, at that stage, valuation should be much higher. So again, not much dilution to raise enough money to bring it to the next stage. However, regarding to running off and selling the project, we would like to build real value for shareholders before we attempt to do that because I think it's imperative for us to to show this thing really does have world class potential, and you know you want to be valued on that rather than just a ten percent of of the project being covered um, and getting you know basically ten cents on the dollar for your no, evaluation. I, 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 so I'm, I'm, I'm understood, it's, and it's, yeah, and and, I, and hopefully well understood by people listening to and, and watching watching this video too. And um, so it's going to get to kind of clear up where 
you know, are, are you good custodians of their cash? Um, so it sounds like, yes, uh, we can be sensible about, about this. So it, 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 just listening to this, so it, seems, it feels like you've kind of got a tiger by the tail and it's really now a case of going through the phases um, for you to show a strategic that this can be what you think it can be. And also more importantly, show the market that what you've got is what you think you've got. Um, so this next 12 months, quite, imp quite important for you. I mean, how do you see, how do you see that playing out? Yeah. I mean, uh, well, we, three, three lar large items are happening, you know, corporate, uh, cleanup and perhaps a, a listing on, on a, an exchange, which should really give value to the company. Um, obviously the geologic process, it's really just a one, two, three step process. We've, we've examined the area. We haven't quite contained where the anomaly ends yet. We'll continue to be working on uh, finally identifying where the anomaly truly ends. Um, we'll pick a section. We've already got a section in mind for drilling, which is obviously the higher grade section that extends for many kilometers in every direction. Um, so those steps are, are fairly simple. We're also going to do in parallel, uh, take some of the material we've already got. We could do some bulk leach tests and see if it's how um, conducive it is for lithium extraction with uh, even the material we found so far. So that'll be a very interesting step because um, if all you did right now is push the alluvium, that it's very rich within the alluvium, uh, that just sits upon the hard, hard rock. Um, that could also be uh, a major mine in itself. If you just bulldozed that into piles, uh, you would have over 300 million tons of material. So that's that's a, another big step for us, all within uh, within reach in 2023. So um, stepping into 2024, we'll probably expand that drill program to increase the resource size and um, hopefully be in a, a much larger uh, capex for the, for the company okay. at that time. Okay, no, I appreciate that, Craig. Um, look, you're also in DC at the moment, along with a few other kind of battery metal uh, company CEOs, um, to listen to what the US politicians and, and others have to say on, on the subject. Um, obviously, and I, I referenced the fact that you know the commodity prices have come off a little bit, um, so for, for for lithium since October last year. But uh, the general mood of the nation, what what are these politicians trying to find out? What are they now owning in terms of narrative, um, and what do you want to get out of the session over there? I mean, I guess, I mean, the, the ones that have speak, spoken so far, they're very positive about America being uh, sort of on a catch-up phase with this market. Um, you know, I just listened to a talk where they compared themselves against China, and obviously China has 76% of production where they have six. So um, America right now has a large tax incentive and has the Inflation Reduction Act to push companies to build here rather than um, simply buy batteries offshore and stick them in their vehicles. But, um, you know, this is sort of like building grain silos without the infrastructure to build, build bring the grain in. So um, another big aspect is getting mines online and getting them into the supply chain because you can't just turn on a mine tomorrow. There, there's a lot of permitting there's a lengthy process where uh, the project goes through, uh, even in just resource reserve calculations. So um, 
a lot of them are in remote locations, like in Northern Quebec. Uh, I'm working on a project there actually, but you know, all of these things have to come in together, like building highways or, or, or power to, to some of these remote locations to, for them to even expect these gigafactories to work. So it's, it's a very complex issue. And, um, I know that some projects have, have gotten rather large line of credits. Uh, there's a project in Nevada, uh, the federal government here offered a $700 million line of credit that actually goes on to a billion if they need it. So those may be incentives, uh, in the works. I was just listening to the, the head of the department of energy here, and he he's talking about, uh, grants and uh, money available for viable projects. So it's going to be a very interesting decade for for this uh, energy transition and and hopefully projects like yeah projects like ours will you know someone's gonna t be like we're too big to be ignored i i feel so um zimbabwe has been very active with lithium but however the government has decided that they don't want to just be selling off raw materials so they they're sort of incentivizing pretty much for the most part it's chinese that are there to build on-site uh processes not just to ship off the concentrate so uh, we intend to hopefully build uh, plants for lithium carbonate to be produced so pretty much battery ready materials uh, to be produced in country i think it's the smart way to go plus you're also getting a big lift in the price of the rather than the raw commodity compared to the price of lithium carbonate there's a big big difference uh, a big value jump upward. Well, it's interesting to see how the rest of this year plays out. Uh, thank you very much for sharing your story. Yeah. Uh, new lithium story, on, on new yeah. kid on the block. Um, do come back on and let us know how you get on. Okay. Awesome. Great talking to you.